Hello, everyone, and welcome to Trucked Up Podcast. Today, we'll have two segments hosting 12 candidates of the 19 running for 38th Constitutional Convention delegate. In each segment, we will have each candidate answering 10 questions. This year, our candidates are unable to go out there on the floor and speak with you. So Trucked Up has offered them the opportunity to be on so that way you can know your candidate. So please take the time to listen to both segments so that you could better make an informed decision. Please state your name, where you work in a plant, and how long you've worked for General Motors, and did you transfer? Uh, my name's Tony DePew. I work in Chassis in the plant. I'm a team leader on third shift. I'm also the alternate committeeman for District 10, which is Chassis, uh, half a trim, and uh, just a little bit of quality. Um, I didn't transfer here. Uh, my dad did in 1996, so I'm the child of a transfer. Uh, I started as a temp in 2006, and I got hired in 2007 with the uh, national agreement then. And I've been here since, never left the plant. Is this your first time running for Constitutional Convention delegate? What prompted you to run? Yeah, so this is my first time running for delegate. This, this session is huge. Uh, this is the first time in my 15 years being a UAW member where Constitution Delegate Convention means this much. We have the referendum vote that changes, I mean, the whole game. With the FBI thing and the, you know, the money thing, the CHR issue, the, the scandal, there's a lot of call for recourse and change inside the UAW, and I can't think of a more pivotal time to want to be involved and try to help, you know, be a, be a force of change. Are you submitting any resolutions for the Constitutional Convention? If so, which ones and why? Me personally, I haven't. Um, I would definitely be supportive of ones, obviously the one member, one vote thing. That's, that's a huge one this year. Um, last time, I mean, a lot of people had a lot of issues with the 31% raises for everybody across the board when the actual membership here, at least in General Motors, saw 3% and 4% and small growth increases here while they're taking a 31% increase. Um, definitely something to stagnate their pay till our raises are at their level. I'd love to see a 31% raise, but, um, but personally, no, I haven't put any resolutions in. Are you for one member, one vote, or are you for electing the international executive board with delegates the old way? <sighs> That's a tough one, right? So I like the referendum for the one member, one vote. I think it's a lot to tackle. It's if I'm if I'm a guy who wants to run for vice president or president and I'm working in a tiny flint plant in Michigan, like how am I supposed to reach somebody down in Texas to campaign besides social media? And then there's no guarantee I'm going to get to somebody. At the same time, though, I mean, the the delegate convention to, to elect the people has been proven to be kind of broken with what we've seen with the past presidents and the Norwood Jewel scandal. It's not perfect and it definitely reform needed to be made i think you know if we if we go by morality vote um that's not that's not the best course of action because i mean it just turns into a popularity contest and if i'm a chairman at a plant with ten thousand people you know biggest plant in the country like uh louisville down um in kentucky uh, i mean that puts me in a huge advantage over everybody else if i'm just you know if i work at a plant of 400 people so are we talking popularity contest uh 
Are we going to do majority vote where it's 50% of the vote cast plus one vote to, for winner take all? That's, I mean, that's how we elect our e-board here and our chairman and our zones. And that's a great way of getting it done. But I mean, the campaigning and the logistics of that, that's rough. Um, so uh, change need to be made. Is this the perfect change? Maybe not. But uh, I'd like to see it play out and see where we get from there. As a delegate, what would you do to ensure our local's voice is heard? Well, just from talking to people on the floor um, in my district, I mean, I have that advantage where I see upwards of 350 to 400 people in a given day where I can just walk and talk to people and what's going on and like, hey, you running for delegate? Yeah, 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 I am. Um, well, I'd like to see, you know, X, Y, and Z. I, granted, I'm only seeing third shifters. I only work in my areas, but I mean, it's, it's great seeing I got, I got people 20 years. I got people who got less than one year in who want to see – um, big change. And, you know, constitution wise, there's, there's that, that's a huge one. I mean, like we had a dues increase with the last national delegate convention and that, and then the optics of well, I mean, the dues increase was for the strike fund because they knew what they were going into, but then the optics of the Norwood Jewel issue, I mean, it looked terrible. Then you had uh, Dennis Williams wanted to build a cabin at Black Lake. Didn't look great either. So, bring the dues back down to $2, which I know is supposed to be coming soon, keep it there. But I mean, more accountability, better auditing, more transparency to the membership at large across the United States. That would be huge. What is your level of union involvement? Oh, like I said in my introduction, I'm an alternate committeeman for District 10 on third shift. Uh, I've been going to union meetings since I was four years old because my dad was too cheap for a babysitter. Uh, I'm out there taking calls, writing grievances, fighting with people and management on a daily basis, uh, trying to make sure that our contract is followed and honestly hold people accountable. Cause I mean, I mean, trying to keep us honest with ourselves, with our brothers and sisters. I mean, that's the first and foremost, we can't be honest with ourselves. Who can we be? So fighting with them, fighting with management, trying to keep everybody accountable for everything. Are you on any committees now or were you previously? Currently the only committee I'm on right now is the bylaws committee. But in the past, I've been election committee member for 10 years. I uh, was a chair of the election committee for nine years. I was also the vice chair of the union label committee for four years and an alternate on thirds, so a bargaining committee. What kind of change at the international level do you feel our membership here at Local 2209 want to see? I feel personally... Like Solidarity House, you know, and the International E-Board is, is too far removed from the membership uh, as a whole. I think, I think uh, Terry did is, has been doing a decent job since the strike is with communicating, especially during the strike, with communicating with people. Uh, you know, I mean, obviously he can't come out and talk to me on the floor, or answer a call. Like, I get that. But, I mean, I feel like they're failing to utilize social media in a way they should. They have a, they have a platform to pretty much, I mean, get out there and talk to people, spread a message on a daily basis if need be, multiple times a day if it has to. And uh, I think the UAW fails at that at an international level pretty solidly. I mean, yeah, there's the nice, there, you know, they, they, they put up the post where it's like, you know, Workers Memorial Day or Martin Luther King Day or Juneteenth, you know, celebrating that the diversity inside the UAW, and that's fantastic. But when it comes to, you know, the daily stuff, the workers' rights and people's rights and taking care of our brothers and sisters, they could do more. And I think, honestly, that would be one huge thing at the international level I'd like to see fixed. 
What specific issues do you want to see addressed? Oh, I mean, first and foremost, I mean, no more raises for a long time for the international people. I mean, 31%, yeah, that's locked in, that's set. I'm sure there's resolutions to take that down, um, and I'm cool with that too. I mean, with everything that happened, um, I think that's a good penance to pay for a while. Um, a huge more transparency. I mean, they got to lay it all on front street. And I know that, you know, with the 5013C and there's supposed to be a non, uh, non-profit uh, organization. Um, and they, 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 you can see their LM3s or whatever when you want to, but I think they need to publish those. Show everybody what we're spending our money on. And they need to not get in bed with the company ever again. I mean, CHR was a disaster from jump. I don't know who needs a $90,000 ink pen, but I don't. Uh, definitely transparency and showing us what our money is, what our dues are going towards, besides just the strike funds. Anything else you would like the membership to know? Yeah. I'm, I've been elected for two years now, and I've seen so much. And granted, I deal more with the contractual stuff, uh, you know, local and national contract, than I do with the Constitution. But tied to this Constitution convention is the bargaining convention. And that is just so big this next time around. I mean, when you see what John Deere got recently, just a year ago, the reinstating of the pensions and COLA and all that fun jazz, I want that. I got brothers and sisters out there who do the same jobs I do, who do not have a secure future like I do with having a pension, and they need that. And not only going to the Constitution Convention, if I get elected, will I go to, but I'm going to go to the bargaining convention, and I'm going to take your contractual resolutions and push them forward. Heck, I mean, as a 2007 hire, I don't have health care when I retire. All I'm going to have is Medicare and Medicaid. I don't want that. I want to retire and know that the 30 years I put in in General Motors is going to take care of me for the rest of my life like it did my father, my grandfather, my great-grandfather, and my great-grandfather being a sit-down striker. Like, I want that taken care of for me and my brothers and sisters working next to me on the line. And the Constitution Convention is, is, is great, and there's things that's going to change. It's going to, be, it's going to be huge. But I'm more worried about the bargaining convention. We need to get the things we lost back from the bankruptcy. I mean, we have sat here for over 10 years waiting. Well, when's our time? When's our time? Our time's now. Like, we need to get our shit together and get our stuff back. All I'm asking is when you go to the ballot box, you look at the ballot. Number one on the ballot is Tony DePew, and I'm asking for your consideration to vote for me for delegate. All right, please state your name, where you work in the plant, how long you've worked for General Motors. Good morning. My name is Rich Letourneau. I am the bargaining chairman of the local union. Um, I started at General Motors in 1981, and uh, through various layoffs and breaking time for time, I got a readjust the date of 1984. So I've been in this plant from the inception, so I've been here since 87. Uh, did you transfer here? Yes, I transferred from Local 95 in Janesville, Wisconsin. Okay. Is this your first time running for a Constitutional Convention delegate? What prompted you to run? This is uh, probably my eighth time that I've run, seventh or eighth time that I've ran. What prompted me to run is because I think it's imperative that people with uh, long-term experience understand some of these documents and some of these things that are in the Constitution be there to correct people if they need to be corrected on some of these issues. Are you submitting any resolutions for the Constitutional Convention? If so, which ones and why? I am. I believe it's imperative that we amend Article 45 of our Constitution. 
uh, Article 45 has pretty much cost this local union about $100,000 in elections and re-elections. The Article 45, I believe, needs to be explained better or rewritten so that it says what the Department of Labor wants it to say so that we don't get in a position we did last time to have to rerun another election. You know, I, I think the language in the Constitution is clear now, but obviously the Department of Labor wants it to say something other than what it does. And the uh, Public Review Board as well has changed the language to fit their schedule. So uh, the best way to clear that up is if we just write it so everybody understands it, so there's nothing ambiguous in it that somebody can do an end around and say, well, that's not exactly what it means. But I'm the kind of guy where if uh, I tell my guys all the time, go by the book, you can't be wrong. But apparently we went by the book and the election committee was told they were wrong, which again, to this day, I think the election committee was right. Are you for one member, one vote, or are you for electing the International Executive Board with delegates the old way? I will tell you that um, I think the one man, one vote, good for our UAW. However, I don't believe either one of them are foolproof at all, um, and I'll tell you why. You know, over the last 35 years in office, and I've been to every convention since 1989, and, you know, we've gotten some people in these positions through the delegate process that were great candidates, and we've gotten some that are not. Unfortunately for our region, it is a perfect example. You know, when you go to a convention and you enter as a delegate and you win at your local, they bring you to the Constitutional Convention and you're bound to the Administrative Caucus if you agree to go to the caucus meeting, and 99% of the people do. I don't always attend those caucus meetings because I don't want to bind myself to a candidate I don't think is a good candidate. And I'll give you a perfect example. Uh, we used to be Region 3. A lot of people probably don't realize that, but we had the biggest region in the UAW, and it was a great region. However, the process through the delegate election process, we elected our regional director, which was Mo Davis at the time. And uh, every one of us knew he was over his head. We knew that when he got elected. You know, at the time, we talked about it, but that process is really more of a selection process to me than it's an election. They call it an election, but it's really not. The delegates select who they want, and that's who wins at the convention every single time. You never see that apple cart get upset. As we duly noted, he walked away from our region. That's why we're 2B today. He walked away from Region 3 in the middle of his term, didn't even finish his term, walked away, and I believe that they had this already in place, that they were going to combine us with another region. I predicted it because I talked to uh, the assistant director who thought maybe he might step up. I basically told him, you're probably not going to get the, the nod. He said, why is that? I said, because they are going to merge us. I actually thought they were going to merge us with Region 4, but they didn't. They us, merged us with Region 2B. And that's my problem with the delegate process, because he still got elected or selected, whatever you want to call it, uh, through a process that I think was broke. However, if you go to this one man, one vote, and people don't know the, the candidate, but the same token, they don't want the same people that are in there now, you may get a person that comes out of a, you know, a third party may not be, not that the big three is everything, because it's not. There's a lot of good people in IPS out there. But the inner workings of our Constitution are mostly are based on things that come out of priorities that came out of the big three auto industry. That's how we all started. 
So you may get a candidate that's not in tune with anything that we've ever done, but he may have the membership fooled. They may think that he's a great speaker, a great talker, and understands what he's talking about until he gets in there. And then for another example, right now we got retirees trying to come out of the woodwork and run. They've been out of the process since 1985, 1990. This ain't the same world they lived in in 85 and 90. Believe me, I know because I was in office. But these guys haven't been. So they think they're going to come into the same world they left in 1985 and 1990, and they're going to get a rude awakening trying to run for an office like this. Mm-hmm. As a delegate, what would you do to ensure our locals' voices heard? The same thing I always do, make sure mine's louder than theirs. I mean, anybody that's seen me at meetings, I am not scared to take the mic. If I got an issue that I think that needs to be addressed and it affects our local, I'm going to address it. And I don't care who's on the stage. I won't disrespect them, but they're going to understand that Local 2209 has been around a while, and it's pretty hard to hoodwink us because we get it. And we understand the Constitution. We understand the national agreement. So nobody's going to sit up there on that mic and blow smoke up my ass. Now, we know you're a shop chair, but what is your level of union involvement? Well, I'll tell you my level of union involvement that may shock a lot of people. You know, I took an oath office in 1987. I've carried that oath ever since. I got married in 1988. I had kids after that. So my oath office with the UAW was before I even got married. And I know my wife's put up with a lot, same with my kids. But I'm the opposite of what a lot of people do in the plant. They may think I'm crazy, but I took the oath of the UAW first. And they do come first, because without the oath I took in 87, I may not have what I have today with my family, my kids, and I stuck to it, to where some people say they can't make it to a meeting, they can't make it to a function because they got family. I tell my family, I can't make it to your stuff because I took an oath in 87 to this union, and I hope you guys understand it, and they all have. And I think they've all turned out pretty well as a result, because they understand structure. Once you commit to something, you can't go half-assed on it, and I've never done that with this union. I mean. Unfortunately, it does come first. My, my kids, my, parents, my wife suffered a little bit, but I took that oath and I took it serious, and that's my union involvement. And I do things that I don't have to do. I do things because I want them because I took the oath serious. I mean, I go to a lot of events that I don't really have to be at, but I do it anyhow because I enjoy people. I enjoy being around them. I even enjoy some of the criticism. I have fun with it. But again, that's what makes a union strong, being able to handle constructive criticism. And I like to laugh along the way once in a while, too. Mm-hmm. So are you on any committees now, or were you previously? I've always been shop committee my entire career. I was, and then I've always been on like the uh, Civil Rights Committee. Uh, I've been a liaison to the Recreation Committee, liaison to different committees throughout my career. But uh, shop committee has been pretty much my career. Now, what kind of change at the international level do you feel our membership here at Local 2209 wants to see? The change I want to see brought to not just our local, but the large assembly facilities and the large, you know, in the large facilities, all the parts plants, the bigger facilities. Uh, to my point, a lot of those people that run for these jobs that think they want to run for these jobs, the International Executive Board. They've never been in these plants. They have no idea the struggles we're going through right now, not a clue. And it's difficult for them to fathom a manpower situation that we have. So most of the stuff that pertains to the Constitution is not issues that people in the plant are concerned about. However, 
when you run for one of these delegates and you win, you also become a delegate to the special bargaining convention. So at that same time, you can be thinking about what you do for the Constitution as well as what you do for bargaining. And what this plant needs, we need a new wage structure. The whole temp structure needs to be gone, back to the 90-day language, back to a competitive wage that retain people at this facility, make them want to stay to work here. Not the same thing the rest of the world's you know, offering. You know, we got some great packages with benefits and profit sharing and stuff that other companies don't offer. No weekly contributions for health care. But still, the wage is what's going to attract people here. And if we don't fix that in the special bargaining convention during national negotiations, we're going to be right back where we started. That has to change across America and not just our facility. If it has to start with Fort Wayne Assembly, I don't have a problem leading the charge. So what specific issues do you want to see addressed? I seriously want to see the structure that we had back in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. The structure that the International Executive Board could go back to is making themselves seen in the facilities. Although they don't deal with collective bargaining all the time, they're still the International Executive Board, where those vice presidents, presidents, International Executive Board members maybe come visit the plant once in a while, let people know that, hey, you know, even though we are here, we're still, we still have you guys on our mind. And I, I'm not saying in any way, shape, or form they don't. You know, we've had our issues up there, but those people are gone. So the ones that are there now can redeem themselves, do what we used to do. It was never a constitutional issue, but you did it because you wanted them to know that you still cared about them. So you walked through the plant, you visited, you shook hands with everybody, so they knew who you were, and not just a face or a name. Was there anything else you wanted to address with the membership? The only thing I'd like to say in closing is it's unfortunate that this whole process with the one man, one vote, and the delegate process that doesn't get the attention that a triannual election does. It just doesn't. I mean, 13% of this membership voted for this one man, one vote. And the one man, one vote won. But 13% of our whole membership voted on this. Why? Because it wasn't a national agreement and it wasn't a triannual election. This election is important. It's important to our future. It's important to our voice. It's important that we have a turnoff for this election because the voices you send up there are the voices of this future. And again, you know, I don't plan on staying here forever, but I certainly want this plant to have a future going forward. I mean, I'd like to see this plant open for 30 more years. And we all got to make some changes to make that happen. And if it starts with the delegates they send up there, then that's what we'll do. We'll make those changes. All right. Well, thank you. Please state your name, where you work in the plant, and how long you've worked for General Motors. All right. My name is Vernell Thomas, Jr. I work on front axles. I've been there since hired in um, 11, 13. Got hired in seniority, 4, 14. Uh, did, did you transfer here? No, hired in here. Is this your first time running for Constitutional Convention Delegate, and what prompted you to run? Yes, my first time, and... I guess you can say divine intervention, I don't know. I just actually saw something come across my Facebook page, actually. And I just clicked on it and started looking into it. And uh, that's what prompted me to try. I said I'd give it a try, I guess. 
Are you submitting any resolutions for the Constitutional Convention? If so, which ones and why? No, not at the moment. Are you for one member, one vote, or are you for electing the International Executive Board with delegates the old way? I'm with one member, one vote. As a delegate, what would you do to ensure our locals' voices heard? First, I got to know where our local resolutions are so I can know what I can be speaking on behalf of our local. So once I can find that out, I can, I guess, know what I have to say to the person at the national and get my point, our point across, I guess. What is your level of union involvement? I currently go to union meetings. I'm in a civil and human rights committee. Are you on any committee now or were you previously? I've been with the civil and human rights committee for since 2015, I guess that's it. I was with the CAP committee for a short period of time. Um, with the Civil Human Rights Committee, I've been to um, a few conferences in Michigan at Black Lake, the BM, BMUI conference. Uh, what kind of change at the international level do you feel our membership here at Local 2209 want to see? Uh, from what I've been hearing, I've never dealt with it or had any COLA. I've, I've never had uh, had a chance to, to know how how good it was or how bad it was. So I hear all the um, older older seniority people talk about how they would like it back. If it was that good and they talking about it, I would like to see how good, you know, how good it is really. What specific issues do you want to see addressed? Stability at this plant. Assurances that this plant will be here for, for a while because all the rumors that about Mexico and Canada has been shaking, shaking quite a few people up here. Nobody like to have, uh, un, you know, being in, having a situation where you're not not knowing. So, I would like them to give us some assurances that you know this plan is important in whatever direction they're going, so they can sleep better, should live better, and just be better. And was there anything else that you wanted the membership to know about you? I'm new to this, but as, as you know, most people, if you're not know, if you don't know anything about whatever you're trying to find out about, it's a learning process. So I'm not saying I'm gonna be the brainiac, but if I get into this position, I will surely not disappoint because I do learn on learn on the whip. Um, you know, I learn as I go. I'm a good person. I'm a stern person. All right. Well, thanks for coming in. Thank you. We appreciate you being here. Okay. Please state your name, where you work in the plant, and how long you've worked for General Motors. I'm D'Amico Stockard. I work at Final Three First Shift. I've been with General Motors about 15 years. Are you a transfer? Yes, I am. Where did you transfer from? I transferred from Flint, Michigan, Flint Assembly. Okay. Is this your first time running for Constitutional Convention delegate? Yes, it is. What prompted you to run? I wanted to see change. I wanted to be the voice of 2209. Um, I served this union in the past, and I wanted to continue to do so. Okay. Are you submitting any resolutions for the Constitutional Convention? If so, which ones and why? 
I'm actually exploring some. I haven't finalized anything just yet, but looking to see something new real soon. Are you for one member, one vote, or are you for electing the International Executive Board with delegates the old way? I'm absolutely for one member, one vote. That was what the referendum was for, and I wanted to go ahead and proceed with that. As a delegate, what would you do to ensure our locals' voice is heard? I like to listen to what the people were saying, um, ask questions, and I, and if elected, I would like to go to the commission and convey those thoughts that we have. What is your level of union involvement? Uh, right now, I serve as the secretary of CAP committee, and I've also served on other committees before in the past. Are you on any committees now, or were you previously? Currently, I'm the CAP secretary. Um, I was a committee person in the past, um, and I volunteer for quite a few other things as well. What kind of change at the international level do you feel our membership here at Local 2209 want to see? I think the membership wants to be supported better. Um, they want to see a change in voting as well, um, a less opaque system. They would like to see they, they, they would like to see better results when it, in terms of spreading unionism, better results in terms of organizing the South. We just want to see um, things move along a little more rapidly than they have in the past. What specific issues do you want to see addressed? I would like to see the, how one member, one vote is sorted out. I would like to see more support for local unions. I also like to see a better way of organizing the southern plants and other aspects of industries besides the auto industry. Is there anything else you wanted the membership to know? Yes, uh, my name is D'Amico Stockard. I usually go by Miko. I'm number five on the ballot list. Um, I've served this union for the last 10 years on different committees. Hopefully, a chance to, to win you over to support you further. Thank you. Please state your name, where you work in the plant, and how long you've worked for General Motors. My name is Amy Houston. I am a pipe fitter on second shift in the new body shop. Worked for General Motors for 25 years last week, and I worked on the line from 97 to 03 and got my apprenticeship in 03 and have been a pipe fitter ever since. Are you a transfer? No, I hired in at Fort Wayne Assembly. Is this your first time running for a constitutional convention delegate? No, this is my second time. I was elected for the last Constitutional Convention. Um, as recording secretary of the local, I deal with the Constitution on a daily basis, so I kind of feel like it's my duty to run as a delegate and always know as much as possible about the Constitution and changes to it. Are you submitting any resolutions for the Constitutional Convention? If so, which ones and why? I'm not. Um, I've assisted some members with their submissions, the wording and stuff, but I did not submit any of my own. Are you for one member, one vote, or are you for electing the International Executive Board with delegates the old way? Um, absolutely, I am for referendum vote. Um, our union was founded on democracy, and the membership spoke, so now we directly elect our leadership. But the important thing here is, in order for democracy to work, everyone needs to participate. So it's really crucial that everyone makes sure their voices are heard and vote when it's the time to vote. As a delegate, what would you do to ensure our locals' voices heard? Um, 
like obviously make sure everybody votes in this referendum vote for our leadership because that's going straight to the top. And I also feel that, you know, when people come to me at the hall, whatever they need, I feel I have, I know what our members want because they tell me. And since if I am elected, I will take all of their concerns where they need to go. What is your level of union involvement? I would say I'm fairly involved. I've been on our executive board for over 10 years. I was elected trustee three times. I'm recording secretary three times. Um, the last time I ran unopposed. Um, but I've been involved in all different capacities since I hired in committees, um, helping with events. And I was on the election committee for multiple terms. I was the chair of it for multiple terms. Um, I was the chair of the union label committee. And I'm also on the Union Label Advisory Council. I'm the president for that for the region. Are you on any committees now or were you previously? As the recording secretary, most executive, all of the executive board members are liaisons to certain committees. I help with all of them. Whoever needs any help, they just come to me and I help them with whatever they need to do. Um, and like I said, I was on the election committee for years, I was the chairperson of the union label committee for years. Um, we started kickball when I was on there. Uh, we did the big billboards. So I just like to help all our committees stay active and do great things for our membership and the local community. What kind of change at the international level do you feel our membership here at Local 2209 wants to see? Um, I definitely think that our members want to see the International Executive Board respect them, and they also need to earn our members' trust and respect back. I think they're doing a great job at that. I also think that, myself included, I want to see more diversity on the International UAW Executive Board. I'd like to see more women, um, women from the auto industry. But I think it's all coming. Everything's a little slower, but... Slowly but surely, we're evolving and modernizing everything. What specific issue do you want to see addressed? Um, definitely inclusion for all members. You know, anything that needs to be updated, just every time I've been to the Constitutional Convention, our members, it's their needs and their wants are what are put into resolutions. So if the majority of our members want it, you know, if they want the UA International UAW to focus on, you know, advocating for women's rights, diversifying, or, you know, inclusion, I am all for it. Because these resolutions are sent in by our members, and I want to hear all of it, you know, research it, read through it, and then vote on it according to what I think our members would want. Okay. Um, did you have anything else you wanted to say to the membership? Um, I would appreciate your vote. I'd love to represent all of you at the Constitutional Convention in July. Um, I've been serving the membership at 2209 for a lot of years, and I've always had an open-door policy. I feel like our members know that they can rely on me. Because of that, they share their concerns with me, and I feel that I can represent all of their interests very well in Detroit. All right. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Please state your name, where you work in the plant, how long you've worked for General Motors, and did you transfer? My name is Chris Phillips. I am currently the third shift zone committeeman. I've been at the, the plant since 2006, 
and I start. I actually started at uh, the Fort Wayne plant. Is this your first time running for Constitutional Convention delegate, and what prompted you to run? To answer your question, Nelson, yes, this is the first time that I have ran. I feel like it's a very important time for our inter international union, the, the brothers and sisters on the floor, transitioning to the one man, one vote, you know, in light of everything that's happened the past few years and to get that, you know, accountability back, I feel like is very important. Are you submitting any resolutions for the Constitutional Convention? If so, which ones and why? You know, I've helped many of our members write resolutions, you know, whether they're for the Constitution, the local, or the national. It's a very important process. That's where our members' voices are heard. At the past membership meeting, I, I made a motion to uh, forego reading the resolutions and send them all up as written because the members took their time to write those resolutions and they deserve to be heard up there. So I made a motion to, uh, to send them all up as written. Are you for one member, one vote, or are you for electing the International Executive Board with delegates the old way? Yes, I am for one member, one vote. You know, as um, an elected official myself, as third shift zone, I've always been held accountable. I have um, always, I've never forgotten where I came from, and I think it's important for there to be some accountability on us as uh, union officials. And there hasn't been accountability up north. I think that's going to be, you know, part of the rebuilding process because the brothers and sisters that I've spoken to on the floor, they've lost that peace of mind that someone is fighting for them, you know, and fighting for them personally and, you know, and not for themselves, right? I think the accountability level will be huge when the one man, one vote, and that's a big process, but that's only a piece of rebuilding what needs to happen up north. As a delegate, what would you do to ensure our locals' voice is heard? As a delegate, I feel like it's going to be important um, to make sure that our members' voice is heard, exactly. Um, their stance and what they've put in, it's going to be important that I make sure that's carried up there. And, yeah, if there's an issue or a topic that the membership is strong on, I stand with my membership. You know, whether it's popular stance or, or not, I make sure that I'll stand with what my members want. What is your level of union involvement? Nelson... I have 12 years of elected experience in the plan. I started as an alternate committee person in 2010, and I've worked my way up uh, through the ranks. You know, as an, I went from an alternate to a district committee person, to a shop committee person, to a uh, zone committeeman that I'm doing now. Are you on any committees now, or were you previously? I'm proud to say that, you know, I... As when I started in 06 as temporary employee, I, I went to meetings. Um, as I was transitioned to a full-time employee, you know, I was on the Civil Rights Committee. Um, and over the years, I've helped organize pickets. I've uh, been there and helped any way I can for the local. 
taking water to Flint. We've done a lot of, you know, a lot of things to help the community out. And that's something that I take a lot of pride in. What kind of change at the international level do you feel our membership here at Local 2209 wants to see? From the members that I have spoken to on the floor, you know, they have doubts. They have doubts that the international is working for them. Unfortunately, you know, we had a lot of issues in the past three years where several high-level officials betrayed our members. And that's something that is unfortunately a black eye and a, um, that raises that doubt. They're going to have to earn that trust back, and part of it's changing the way they do business. With the one man, one boat, that is a part of it, and that's a piece of it. But the accountability factor where the members can make sure that, hey, that these, these officials are, are accountable to them and they are working for them. But it's all about, you know, getting that pride back. It's an honor to be a member, for me, of Local 2209. I want to see a day where our members are proud to be interna their, of their international union again. What specific issues do you want to see addressed? I guess the main issue I want to address is just putting the right international reps in place to ensure we have the right national bargaining team and the right people in place to ensure that you know, we have the right people that are in there that's going to bust their ass to negotiate, successfully negotiate a contract our members deserve. To name a few, we have to get higher, a higher starting wage. We have to attract new members. Um, you know, we have to get our pensions and health care for all members. But those are just a few things. But we got to have the right people in place that are doing everything they can to make sure our members get what they deserve. There's so many, but when you have a CEO that's making 29 to $30 billion and the members that make it happen are the ones that's paying for everything, you know, I think it's a small price for GM to pay to make sure that we have those things for our members. Is there anything else you would like the membership to know? I would just like to thank each and every one of you. It would be an honor uh, to be your delegate, to be your voice. Vote Chris Phillips, uh, number 11 on the ballot. Thank you and have a good day.